Hey, uh, Chirag here. So continuing my quest to involve uh, artists in my mission of building a culture of sustainable mobility, I bring to you a Bharatanatyam dancer. That's right. I'm talking electric vehicles with a Bharatanatyam dancer. Take a moment and realize how crazy that is and how rare that is to find these days on the internet, things like these. Exciting, weird, but in the end, I think very fruitful and valuable. That's that's exactly what this episode is all about. We, we take a deep dive into what the meaning of art is, uh, how what the what the role of art is in human life and human, uh, you know, uh, how, how people go about their lives. And of course, we dive into electric vehicles and sustainability as well. And you will see why uh, creative people are the ones who have uh, you know, the most passion for moving the world towards, uh, you know, uh, uh, moving the world in a better direction. Uh, and this episode is a testament to that statement. So listen to this uh, podcast episode and I hope you to have much takeaway and feel free to share it amongst your uh, friends who of course dance and, you know, uh, are involved in other types of uh, art. I hope you enjoy it and uh, yeah, share it up with your friends. You're listening to the Driven Differently audio experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. So, Swasini. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes, thank you. And I'd want you to introduce yourself to the community, uh, your relationship with the arts. It's the arts, by the way. It's not creatives, which we'll come back to, you know, and uh, your relationship with your specific art. So, you know, we'll go with that. So, first of all, um, it's amazing that you are into EVMs. Looking forward to all the things you're going to do in this field and uh, I wish you all the very best for everything that you'll do. Thank you. And so I am Suhasini. As Chirag said, I'm an artist. I'm a Bharatanatyam dancer. I have been learning the art since I have been six years old. And through the years, I have been fortunate enough to be guided by my guru, Dr. Vidya Shimladka. And uh, I have completed my Arangetram. Uh, have had the great opportunity of performing at some prestigious events nationally and internationally and uh, right now I am practicing dance and uh, teaching so that's me awesome so uh so as any uh I, before we you know we jump into you know your whole relationship with the arts and dance in particular and uh, let's let's go back to what you corrected me yesterday for the dif- what's the difference between creatives and artists like wh- what's you told me a beautiful difference that i didn't know of course um it's as dumb as i can be but i'd love you to take uh, everyone through the differences of it yeah it, it's more of a personal opinion but uh, when chirag started coming up with terminologies and telling me that i'm meeting up with creatives i'm meeting up with creatives i just felt that artist is a more uh, profound way of putting it one thing being that artists are uh, you know when you associate someone with what they do that is create art or just being around art it's it's more better and uh, you address a friend as a friend and not as a companion so a friend is m- more special 
anymore okay so yeah that's being a creative and that's being an artist and i feel that an artist is somebody of course creatives are as well and there's not much technical difference between the two but when you call someone an artist it's just that you associate them with the art that they love and uh, it feels special that's all awesome got it point taken do not refer to them as creatives it's going to be artists from now it's going to be art and sustainability on this channel that's it we've announced it so uh, tell me about dance so you uh, did it wasn't your choice to get into dance at all or i'm guessing it was your mom and dad who sort of you know put you into it right yeah at that what has an interesting story so awesome yeah. so at what age did you you know feel you know as an individual connect to the art that you were in mm -hmm. and felt okay you know because i know when your kids at some point you're you're just you just have to slog your yeah, you sort just of have you know to go. you yeah. have to go you take those classes but at what point sort of you felt connected to the art form you know mm -hmm. that you were practicing and that it became a very core part of your personality because i mean anywhere she goes she's known by the girl that dances so I, <laughs> i mean i mean what part when when was when did that shift happen you know in your own head right uh so how did i start dancing is a pretty interesting story i had been to my mother's friend's concert where she was performing bharatnatyam and uh i was only 4 years old then so when i watched her on stage i started dancing uh in front of the audience and that's how my parents found that i am interested in this okay. and then i started going to classes and years passed um i tried my hand at other things as well i started learning music i was also going to some drawing and painting classes at one point of time but the only thing that stuck was dance that is one uh, you know that is one way that i understood that we have a special connection and the second thing is that uh whenever i dance this is a more of a recent realization but whenever i dance i have noticed that i get lost with dance and i find myself at the same time this is it takes time to realize such things though but when i was in middle school uh say maybe in 6th or 7th grade i had realized that this is what i'm going to continue doing for the rest of my life whether or not i do something else and uh, i was introduced to many things that are related to dance like dance therapy dance and education and uh, the way dance develops a human's brain and things like that and that connected with me deeply and i would say the one thing or the one reason that i have stuck with dance so far and i will definitely continue to dance is that it has just been there for me and uh, when you start loving an art so much and when you spend time with it you grow into it and it grows into you and you can never get uh, it apart so that's how dance and i have come together awesome that sounds uh, i mean that that's with any sort of passion a person has right that is, that right is, i mean even even like i mean i was until you know when i was in school i had zero interest in anything so i had nothing to connect with okay really so i and and it got me frustrated to be honest right. you know because i saw everyone around me you know being known for something or the other someone's good at That's karate right. someone's good at backers whatever you know different things someone's mm -hmm. pretty good at studies and i was pretty average at everything okay right. so it, it got into me that you know why am i not you know sort of uh, known for something mm -hmm. you know and i think being passionate about something gives you a certain identity which yes. now i sort of i hope i've developed you know being this guy who's surely, uh, very surely. crazy Don't about doubt. sustainability and all that but that was a sort of you know void in me that i mm -hmm. felt 
and i think that's true for everyone right until they it don't is. find the thing it that is. they really like and whether they do it as a profession or not is the second thing right but the whole thing of finding it is the whole you know fun part of it right. and them continuing it so yeah i do i do uh, i mean this is how i use the clothes i relate to art so i'm not good at dance music art mm-hmm. nothing okay mm-hmm. the only thing i know is to you know i i set a purpose that i want to you know sort of bring it to life okay. uh, and and i think for me business happens to be my art okay like i i express myself through it you know mm-hmm. and of course these mediums as well it helps right. me a lot i think this is art as well right creating some sort of, of content is. is as well so for me i've anything that i've learned this has been the anchor for me you know that i learned through it like learning just for the sake of learning is a different thing but you when you right. learn for your art and through your art right. that has a completely different impact on you so uh, i mean i i knew myself in school i couldn't speak at all like like for me public speaking was a really and we spoke about this right yes, yes. it, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh, something that i was really comfortable with mm-hmm. but you know when i sort of stepped out of school into you know high school that the and around that time when i figured out okay i want to be this certain kind of person and i figured out in that speaking and speaking with confidence is a big part of it that's when i started pushing myself as well so right. if so for me it's always been if i know why i'm doing it 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 becomes easier for me to do it and then i happen to achieve it so yeah i mean like that's uh, and and you mentioned dance therapy yes funny enough uh, i think a week or two back a friend of mine sort of called me up and we were having conversation and she uh you know explain about she she attended dance therapy workshop not even a dance therapy a workshop okay. of one hour and that one hour she explained how beautifully we are connected with our bodies yeah. and how our bodies movements affects our brains state of mind you know all of that and i mean just listening to that conversation i was in therapy you know like honestly mm-hmm. she's telling things about how Feels they it. go around yeah. it and it was great for me so uh that's that's also it has a good effect on your body as it well does. right it does. that's Dance great per se has uh it's just not your body your mind body and soul for those of you who believe in it mm-hmm. dance has a very huge impact on all of it yeah. and even in the world that we live around dancers or any artist for that matter even people who you know uh, create digital content uh, any artist for that matter are known to be multitaskers are known to handle Uh, emotions more stably than others and uh, it has a lot of more added advantages that comes with it mm-hmm. being artists lets your right brain think better and uh, your left brain is already being uh, developed with your regular curriculum at school with True. science maths and such logical mm-hmm. subjects so having a creative side always helps you function better as a whole individual true 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 i think it's more of you know i i, I mean like i just came up with it i think the reason you know artists and and people who found their passion mm-hmm. per se are people who are more comfortable in their own skin because they have an outlet to express That's and true. as human beings i think exp- expressing what we are who we are is a big part of you know just being human right yes. if we don't express that much i've seen people who don't express that, that much are a little uptight and little you know mm-hmm. not so uh, comfortable in you know such situations and don't really handle their emotions that well etc yeah. etc i've seen that change in myself you know after having an outlet where i can put in my soul and energy i've i've become much more better at understanding and handling my relationships my just my emotions in general and myself uh because i have this one outlet where i can pour myself into right. so i think that that makes a sort of impact as well yeah 
yep totally. awesome this was great i mean like such i mean i, I don't Deep think this is this yeah. has happened on my channel <laughs> but that's what that's the aim guys that's the aim. it it it's, it's trying to bring together thing speaking of that let's dive into the uh, og segment of this channel which is you know i mean as you know so as any you follow my channel hopefully of course of course i do <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we uh, that i try to do is you know express whatever is going on in the industry through mm-hmm. art okay? okay of course these are things that i don't create okay this is mm-hmm. a, i I've, i've sort of you know partnered with a friend of mine uh, who's great at doing all of this stuff and he uh, comes up with all of the we become of the concepts okay. and the whole aim is because instagram is a outlet where uh the short the you know attention span is very short right. so you have to deliver a certain message in as quick as possible right, right? and uh, because you know we're talking about electric vehicles and a lot of technology and all of that people might not be too interested in that but if you create a good piece of art around it and sort of hook people's attention then it might make sense so here are a couple of you know posts that we put out i'd like you to choose any two of them you know we'll go one by one and then i'll take you through what exactly are those things and why you know why was the reason i created them sure. so we'll Let's go with that go choose whatever you like Okay. Now go with this. Yeah. Okay, sure. No problem. So the one post I want you to go with this is uh, Tata Tagore. Okay, then so we'll go one by one. One. Okay. Okay, okay this one. One. Okay, so in this, I mean. as you can see i mean it's basically you know the tata tagore is placed mm-hmm. behind the gates of the parliament so what that means so tata uh, launched their electric vehicle last year okay but it was launched only for the government officials they tata made it very clear that it's only for the government officials mm-hmm. and nobody else so it wasn't out there for the public which is kind of a bummer considering these are the early days in the industry right, right? Uh, we want more and more players to hop in mm-hmm. So fun fact about 2019 was that you know uh, from the transition that we went from from the start of the year till the end of the year was that we started off with very few products in the industry and uh, you know that didn't give people a lot of choice so they had to choose between electric vehicles and a petrol vehicle right. which is not what exactly we want so, mm-hmm. so and and by the end of it we got a lot of products in the industry so people could now choose within electric vehicles or oh, this one's better right. this one's not so that's always good right yes. so considering that you know this was a, a move uh, that the government made and uh, so here's what we're trying to highlight is the gates opening is basically you know uh, after the government officials tried out these vehicles they didn't happen to suit their needs that much okay. and these officials weren't uh, that happy with its performance you know mm-hmm. it was not that great and stuff so of course the sales went down mm-hmm. and Tata naturally decided to open up, open it up to the public. Okay. So this is what we wanted to highlight there. You know that uh, the you know the vehicles open to the public now, and now anyone can consider to buy it. It's still, uh, if I'm sure, it's still not out there. I haven't seen a privately owned Tata Tiger yet, okay. uh, but I hope you know it's out there. I don't know if it's uh, up for grabs as of now, but I I have seen a couple of them running around, but they're commercial vehicles, mm-hmm. right? So that was the whole idea with this. You know, again, you know. 
simple you know if you just have a look at it without even it, it gives you an idea that okay it has something to do with the parliament and stuff like yeah. that right yeah. opening up opportunities or opening a gate so that's the whole thing you know we we went through this whole thing i think it was more of puranjay's idea than it was mine his name is puranjay okay so he makes these posts for good me good job puranjay <laughs> really good awesome so the, let's go to the next one okay uh so the second post that i'm choosing is something that we're all nostalgic about ah yes we've all <laughs> seen bajaj chetaks and we have all gone on a ride in them yeah. so tell me about this new thing that bajaj has come up with do you know about the whole thing of For, course of course you do i've been reading about it but uh, it would be nice to hear from awesome. you and in detail great So this was a post that I put out when they announced. So there were, you know, uh, a lot of rumors going around that Bajaj is trying mm-hmm. to bring up their own electric scooter yeah. in the market, and you know there was speculation that 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 they might name it Chetak, which was you know at that point when you know when I was thinking like okay it could be a very strong move, but it could also backfire. you know mm-hmm. because you don't want to mess with the legacy of a brand right, right? right. it's it's a huge brand almost the entire country is ridden one chetak uh-huh. at some point in their lives uh but but then when they officially announced that it's going to be chetak you know and uh, and you know it was crazy like i saw the whole marketing messaging around mm-hmm. that and you know one of the things that most electric vehicle com- scooter companies do wrong is that they rely too heavy on the go green and uh, and eco friendly part mm-hmm. okay being part of the industry is very obvious that it's all right. go it's it's all about you know being eco friendly and being uh, uh for the environment and all of that you don't have to scream it loud again and and you and you definitely can't have that as your only selling point okay That's right. so what i liked about chetak was that a they were relying on a legacy brand which is massive mm-hmm. b their whole messaging was about you know how uh, uh you know uh, our future is uh, our history you know right. so we're going we're going we're going to pave the uh, path forward mm-hmm. by taking lessons from what we learned back in history right so that was a and that was their whole messaging and all of that and it you know the whole message that they put around and the marketing materials that i saw i was i was now inspired to buy the chetak not because if it was electric so you see right. that's a big thing that's yes. a big thing for a brand to achieve and that's exactly what every brand should be aiming to achieve which is not to rely on the fact that it's eco friendly everyone on planet earth or at least the guys who we know or interact know that okay it's, if it's electric yes it has something to do with you know being eco friendly and stuff but if you are able to emotionally connect with them at some level for mm-hmm. some reason okay then you have a better chance at selling them and that's right. exactly what you want right having more people switch to it so this was a beautiful thing that i found in the chetak and the whole video that you saw so what we did was you know we lined up so it was from chetak to chetak okay uh so we started with the old chetak then we had all the brands and you know bajaj has been very successful yes. in the two wheeler market fun fact this has been the the last scooter that bajaj had i'm not even sure which is the last scooter they had they're all into bikes right mm-hmm. this happens to be their first not only first in electric vehicles but after a long time they're entering the right. scooter market yes. and since the last time they left the scooter market has boomed in india it so it's it's not just them being around uh, uh, electric it's them being foring into the uh, two wheeler you know scooter market mm-hmm. which is big so now they're not just going to deploy resources because it's electric they're going to deploy it because it's their first product after a lot of years as a two wheeler scooter right so they're going to put a lot more energy and lot more infrastructure around it and mm-hmm. honestly 
I think Bajaj could do a great job. We're gonna hear the price of what the vehicle is gonna be priced at, mm-hmm. and I, I and I really think it's gonna go wild. You know, yeah. it's really think it's gonna go wild because if uh, one of my el- dad's eldest brother reached out to me, he's like, hey, uh-huh. you know, I wanna buy a I I saw le- that electric video you put out. <laughs> yeah electric yeah. <laughs> scooter. What should I buy? And I was like, you know, Chetak's coming out and. Mm-hmm. He had zero, uh, you know, difficulty in figuring out what Chetak was, okay? Of right. course. Because he had one. Because huh. he had one, right? Uh, and he was like, Achha, when is it coming? I said, it's a lack, okay? Uh, he's like, yeah, so fine now. What? Huh. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what Chetak has been. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and even before it's come out, this is the kind of sentiment people have about right. it. So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm very bullish about it, you know? Mm-hmm. If that's what, I mean, being positive, that's what it's called, right? That bullish. is called bullish. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I I think it's going to be great if it comes out and that's what you know we wanted to highlight right. in the post you know from Chetak to Chetak they've uh, kept the same name mm-hmm. but now it means something totally different. different. So I love that fact about them and that was what the post was all about. Uh, uh did it make sense to you? It made every sense to me and I know that we both are at least completely excited entirely yes, excited yes. to see Chetak on road yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. I mean did your dad own a Chetak? My grandfather owned a Chetak. Okay. My dad was uh, in the era of bikes. So okay. it was all uh, gear vehicles. Yeah. And uh, we have known to have had the first um, hybrid versions and the first collaborations between Indian and uh, Japanese companies. Okay. Something of that sort. Okay. That was decades ago. Okay. okay. So yeah, Chetak has, is something of my grandfather's time. Awesome, awesome. That's great. So, I mean, like, you know, this was the whole segment this is what we do naturally on this uh, segment here you know try to combine both the creative aspect the artistic aspects of it and <laughs> and uh, you know aspects of you know so i you know at this point i receive almost all of the stuff that's happening in the industry hmm. and everyone who knows me sort of just keeps sending me articles hey you know make a post on this make a post on that blah 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 yeah. it's, it's come to that stage okay so I have to do a good enough job to summarize the whole thing and then put it into a thing that people can, you know, sort of understand in no Which time. Which you are. Right. You are doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best. I can do a lot better. But yeah, that's the aim with it. So yeah, that's the, this is the segment. Uh, you, when we spoke about, you know, you mm-hmm. coming on this, you told me about some stuff that you were doing with your friend regarding right. something in the sustainable space. Yes. So I'd like you to tell, you know, what that is and, you know, we can just have a chat about that. Sure. So... We, as people living in urban cities, and uh, I'm assuming that your viewers are from around urban cities because yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the uh, scope for EVMs that we are seeing now, right? Mm. Uh, we, as people in urban areas of our country, have very little knowledge about how forestation works, how reforestation works, and what is the effect of uh, reforestation and uh, how we all can be a part of it. We have all heard about Kaveri Calling and uh, we have, I'm sure we all have contributed to it considering that we people have been in the sustainability space looking out for a better future for our earth. And uh, it need not be somebody else doing it, right? We can just be on ourselves, helping our own earth in our own way. So uh, I recently read this uh, study report on forests in Koppal district of Karnataka where the temperature had reached such a height that it was becoming very difficult for people to survive in the summers which also saw a few deaths in the district. So in such a scenario that is uh, building up in our uh, country these days we 
that is my friend Vignesh and I felt it very necessary that we come up with something which helps us to build a sustainable uh, environment. Okay, environment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have stepped into a project. We call it You Plant, We Save, where we does not refer to the two of us, but it is us all collectively, mm. where you plant trees and we all together save our environment. Okay. Okay. So you can stay tuned and uh, watch out for more information on that at this pace. We will be sending out more uh, information great, great. so that you all can be a part of it. Mm. And so what we basically will do is uh, look out for spaces where the forests have been depleted. Make sure that these forest areas have been uh, reforested and take care of those plantations so that we do not have saplings dying mm -hmm. right so in the next uh, decade or so we aim to have regained a significant land mm -hmm. that was forested earlier and not now okay Got it. So that's you plant we save. So so is this uh, whole initiative just for the urban spaces in specific or is it also you know not for urban spaces? Right. Uh, so urban spaces, if I put it that way, um, urban spaces once were forest lands, yeah, right? Yeah. And we have seen the way Bangalore has developed in these uh, few decades. And horribly, just by the way. <laughs> We've developed horribly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so with all the lakes that are drying up and no water that is there in the ground. Uh, so what we aim to do is, one, create an urban forest. Of course, that is not possible in a concentrated area. But this is to exponentially build the forest or the trees that are in the city. Maybe uh, by uh, communities or by individuals in front of their houses. This is one idea we have, which we are working towards and uh, we are in the process of getting permissions from the local authorities. Awesome. So the second thing is building social forests. This will be around the farmlands that people own in rural parts, of course, right? And the third thing is looking at the forest lands that have been depleted due to maybe forest fires or deforestation in actual forest lands that have been reserved forests. Mm. So deemed forests and reserved forests. These are the two areas that we are covering right now. Awesome. And uh, in a few months, when the rain starts setting in, you will see YPWS in action. Okay, awesome. Right. That makes sense, yeah, because uh, I mean, urban, for me, I mean, like, uh, for me, what makes what's a more lucrative thing to look at is urban forestation because mm -hmm. I don't hear it that much, right. and I don't really, of course, uh, I know what it means, but like I don't, know, I have zero clue about how to go about implementing those things. You told me a good thing about you know that whenever any tree is planted in an urban area, it has a set life, you right. know, and the authorities sort of cut it oh. after that. That is uh, not in the urban areas, okay. but the forest reserves okay. have. Uh, specific lands that mm. are created for the purpose of, uh, you know, afforestation. Okay. And these uh, forest development authorities, mm. this is a known fact. It is not any secret that I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. So uh, they develop the forest lands for, uh, say, four or five decades and then bring down those trees to cultivate new, new forest ones. lands. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, the urban forestation part was, I think there are a lot of and I, I'm sure you would have heard it that you know uh, people were putting up uh, on the you know on the pillars of the flyovers they were putting mm -hmm. up these 
standing gardens or right, what right, right. Yeah. Do, uh, and and uh, do you think that's a lot of, that's very that's a effective way of doing it you know like mm. does it does it make an impact uh or putting up those you know uh, standing gardens vertical on the gardens. vertical gardens okay <laughs> vertical gardens on the pillars of yeah. uh uh flyovers and even on buildings mm-hmm. and all of that so does that have a significant impact with the pollution that sets in around these flyovers i have not seen a practical solution for this mm. maybe we need to work on uh, i of course if you pass through electronic city you will definitely see some of these vertical gardens that have been dried up mm. and okay. i don't think that uh, there is anything that people can actually do about it once you know uh, so any plant for that matter you need to nurture it for about 2 to 3 years yeah. it is mandatory for any plant so if you just put out a sapling and think it will grow in mm. a few months it's not going to happen by any chance yeah. so vertical gardens are a solution considering the lack of space we experience today oh, okay. we all must have seen those uh, videos of some country i'm not sure which one mm. where these vertical gardens mm. have been practical singapore's one of them i guess all right must be yeah. must be singapore yeah. mm. so uh, you see these um, brigade buildings mm-hmm. they have set up vertical gardens and those gardens are flourishing mm-hmm. so if the authorities uh, the concerned people look into the matter and see where we are lacking hmm. maybe diverting rainwater from the flyovers is something that we can think about sure yeah yeah but that's of course a huge cost to the mm-hmm. government to mm-hmm. divert those investments here and uh, take care of the rainwater that is seeping down to you know build these vertical gardens i think we're beyond the point that's, of debating yeah. if what is uh, what deserves investment and what doesn't you know because we're at the stage where if we don't invest we we might as well you know just give up hope you know so i think we're i think but you know the 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 highlight of any of the things that we speak on, or i speak on my channel is that it's great to be idealistic but it's right. but the impact can only be driven through practical steps right. you know right. so uh, i wish you know whatever you uh, uh, the initiative that you've taken up mm-hmm. i hope you take you know really practical steps to you know right. m- implement it you know and uh, have us and and you know the best part of doing any of these initiatives is to open it up, open it up to anyone and everyone that you know is. so they can so then that compounds the effort and the impact right, right? and the accountability exactly so uh, i i you know i i would love to you know be part of this initiative whenever it comes Always out and welcome. whenever this community can be a part of right. it right and uh, it'll be lovely to be uh, the pa- a part of that sort of an initiative where you know people feel that they're contributing to one too many people feel that uh, one person can't make a difference so maybe opening up such a space will yeah. uh, give them that hope that they can so awesome so asini this was a great session uh, we went from art to my stuff to you know sustainability yeah. great this is exactly the kind of sessions i imagine when i sit down and i'm going to aim to sit down with uh, artists like you <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, i hope you had fun you know in I this i did i did right? definitely uh, and uh, i hope we keep you know in touch now that we've you know made we a reconnection yes. yes and uh, i hope you guys had fun i hope this was a crazy session in which i don't know which other channel provides this okay honestly <laughs> which other channel combines art and sustainability so much together very intentionally and gives you in just in a span of 15 to 20 minutes uh, a journey through all of those things together so i hope you learned a lot i hope uh, this was a very insightful session and uh, also shameless plug in if any one of your kids or nephews are looking for dance classes you know who to contact yeah she takes dance classes 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of this uh, video, watching this video. I'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, have a good one. See you. Bye-bye.